Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Investors, today we're taking a look inside Sife's REIT Plus. That's an investment product announced just yesterday. It's a portfolio of availability for retail clients. It tracks the iEdge S REIT 20 index. We're going to find out what's inside the REIT. Digital wealth management company Saif has tied up with the Singapore Exchange to launch a REIT portfolio that gives retail and accredited investors access to SGX's iEdge S REIT 20 index. Dhruv Arora is founder and CEO of Saif. Dhruv, how are you? Hi, Michelle. I'm very well. How are you doing? I am good. So I, I see that in February, you launch a financial product to do with REITs. And here you are, you just announced yesterday, the Scythe REIT Plus. What is the difference between what you're offering retail investors? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the REIT product, the uptake actually took us by surprise. And it was a good surprise. <laughs> uh, basically, it was it's a, such a popular asset classes with, with our users. So yes. what we had launched in Feb, was a setup where we built our own index and we were managing risk, you know, on the index, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Through this entire process, we were actually talking to the SGX, the Singapore Exchange, and they have a really popular index, which is called uh, the, you know, the IH SGV20, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, So effective yesterday, uh, all the REIT component that SAIF has uh, a uh, tracks the index, right, which is very unique because it's a great index and there is no available product for retail to access it outside Saifa at the moment. Uh, the second thing is uh, we have enabled an option for users to choose either getting it risk managed or just tracking the index as it is, right? So depending on their own appetite, we can be their risk managers or they can have a pure play exposure to REITs, um, as many of them do prefer, given the high dividend profiles and you know capital appreciation with them. So retail investors can make portfolio adjustments using Saif's mobile application. Is that right? Yeah, they can choose between having it risk managed or you know just tracking the index as it is. Yeah, it's just a toggle button on the app itself. So are the REITs in this REIT index fixed or can they be added to or reduced so they are decided by a very advanced and a very capable indexing team at SGX. I mean, they are the industry experts. So the number of uh, REITs in this index, they remain at 20, and they get reviewed every six months for additions or deletions, as the case might be. As in, in your REIT portfolio, is there, is there going to be adjustments to the number of REITs in it? Well, we will try to track the index to as close accuracy as we can, right? So, I mean, if we if there is a need to change our compositions, we will. Users can't do it, if that is your question. Uh, the whole point is, you know, we let the experts, and to be honest, even at site, we think SGX is the expert on this department. So we let the experts decide the index. Our goal will to replicate the performance uh, with what we offer. So basically, this REIT portfolio from SAIF gives retail investors fractional access to the IHS REIT 20 index and all the constituents. Is that right? 
Absolutely. I mean, they could start investing from as little as, you know, $1, right? I mean, why would you invest $1 is another question. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the fact is that you, you can invest any amount, you know, small or big. And that's actually a very good point, Michelle, because, you know, we feel many users when they are dealing for the first time, they're not comfortable putting large sums of money. So they normally put, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars, kickstart, and then they see what they've actually got into and then they eventually top up over time, right? A very interesting statistic, in about six months, most of our users their assets actually triple. So, you know, it's a very it's a very common trend that people will put small amounts and then they grow and, you know, we give them the same level of service whether they're putting small amounts of or large amounts in. So I'm looking at the iEdge S REIT 20 index and the top five constituents are Ascendus REIT, Maple Tree Logistics Trust, Maple Tree Commercial Trust, Capital Land Commercial Trust, Maple Tree Industrial Trust. So if I buy the S SIF REIT Plus, I get access to... to basically a portfolio that gives me a little bit of all that I just talked about, the top five constituents of this index as well? Absolutely. I mean, the beauty of this portfolio is that uh, it gives you access to across sectors, whether, you know, it's industrials, whether, you know, it's residential, whether it's retail, whether it's office. So it's quite a diversified portfolio, which is which is actually a very good thing to have, you know, especially in these times, right? Because, you know, um, if you have all your eggs in, in one particular REIT or one particular sector, right, you can you can have some level of, you know, risk, innate risk, a sector risk, as you say, right? But having a diversified uh, capability, which, you know, this index is very good at, uh, is very good for, for, for any investor. Now, will I have access to just one portfolio or are there two portfolios uh, that, that differ by, by risk, as you mentioned? Exactly. So you can, you can choose to have one or both, right? It's completely up to you. Uh, you can choose to have a risk management option where along with these REITs, we add a component of Singapore government bonds. You know, it's something like, you know, you know, one of the reasons why people take REITs is to get passive income through dividends, right? Yep. So, but there's always a fear, what if REITs correct and, you know, I lose out on my capital. So I think the advantage of going risk management is you're still getting the passive income, uh, but you are preserving your capital, right? In case, you know, markets get volatile, we add bonds to, you know, preserve your capital in, right? Um, However, if you purely focus on passive income and you believe this in the long run, you know, real estate, good sector, and, and I personally believe in it, then, you know, for, for an investor, a REIT 100 might be a great choice, I'm which speaking, is a 100% REIT portfolio. I'm speaking with Drew Varora, Saif's founder and chief executive, which just yesterday launched Saif REIT Plus along with the SGX. So do, do investors get to choose whether they want quarterly dividends or whether the dividends can be reinvested for them? Yeah, so most of the investors actually end up choosing uh, to reinvest dividends. And, you know, we ran some numbers. In fact, if you do reinvest dividends, uh, over time, you end up getting another half a percent a year. So it kind of more than makes up and pays your fee. So, so unless you need the money, I would recommend, you know, choose a reinvest option. Having said that, for the customers who are on our black and gold program, they can choose to have a quarterly payout of their dividends also if they actually need the funds and all. Bear in mind, people can withdraw money at any time, um, you know, with no extra fees attached altogether. So completely, you know, that option always exists with them to, to take the money out should they need to. So there is no lock-in period for this? There is exactly no lock-in, no exit fees, no entry fees. You know, we are completely transparent about this. And that's the beauty, right? So you're not really 
tied into it. You know, in fact, we always say like getting into this product is basically buying buying real estate without everything else that are around it, right? So you mm-hmm. can get in, get out when you want. You know, there's no stamp duty. There's no other things that are attached to it, as the case might be. So investors, you know, when it comes to new products, wonder what kind of research they should do on their own to decide whether it's a product worth investing in. Um, they can get data from SGX on the iEdge S Street Twenties performance. Yes. Absolutely, like historical performance numbers. So we, we have some of it on our, our website as well. But if you want a more detailed, definitely, you know, uh, hit up the SGX website because that is that is up to date and, and very, very accurate and, and, and really detailed in, in a good way. So. And would you know how the iEdge S320 index did in on an annualized basis compared with the STI? Um, I remember last year numbers. I think last year the index actually generated 27% return which was huge, right? Um, I mean, historically, you know, last year was a very, very good year for REITs in, in general. Mm. Uh, but, you know, uh, to be to be completely candid, right, I, I don't expect like that kind of performance will happen just for the broader sector. It's nothing to do with the index, right? Yeah. Uh, given, you know, what's happening around, right? Yeah. Historically, what this index normally generates is probably close to about close to about 10%, which is, which is actually still very, very good, right? Mm. On an analyzed basis, yeah. Okay, well, you mentioned timing, so I have to ask, Dhruv, a new financial product in the midst of a pandemic, why launch now when people are wondering about malls and their ability to survive and rents and all that? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, I mean, some of the best opportunities, um, whether you are a startup like ourselves or an uh, investor trying to, you know, enter to the markets, come and happen at these times, right? I mean, somewhere... Uh, unless someone has a really pessimistic, pessimistic belief that, you know, this thing is going to go on and on for, you know, years and it's a prolonged impact. Uh, you know, I think then, of course, probably the best place, place to keep your cash is under the bed. Um, but if not, right, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, but, 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 but majority of the users that we deal with, right, I mean, they, they have a, a moderate to long-term view, right? And if you look at it, even entering now, you're probably about, you know, on average, about 20% cheaper than what the market was about, you know, three months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, you can, you can obviously argue or reach and you can say, oh, you know, the malls are empty and the offices are going to go empty. Will there be a short-term impact? Yes. But a part of it has already been priced in, right? This 20% correction you're seeing, right? So you're buying assets much cheaper anyways because of this, right? Over long term, I'm very bullish the sector, and especially in a market like Singapore, right, where we have like limited supply of land, right? So you'll always say that it's a great sector to be in. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people really love this sector, right? So yes, there could be some, you know, rough rides here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, A, it's priced in, and B, over time, I'm, I'm quite confident of the resilience of the sector, right? So, so, so I, I would still say that we have to, you know, um, keep faith. And, you know, think of it from a long-term perspective and, and every investment. You know, the time you have in the market is much more important than timing the market. Mm-hmm. And, and getting in now is about, about getting, you know, uh, that extra time on your side. So in terms of, you know, getting into a new financial product, I have to ask what the fees are like. Sure. So we have a, the same structure of fees across our entire platform to keep it, kimple, keep it very simple for our users. So the way how we price is that we have an all-inclusive fee, right? We don't have brokerage charges and trading charges and platform charges, right? For everything end-to-end, what we charge users, depending how much, you know, they, they deposit with us, uh, is between 04 to 0.65% a year. So if they put higher values, the actual fees actually comes down, right? And this is across all the products they have on the platform, not, not just the read product, right? So the good thing is that, as I mentioned earlier, this is A, an all-inclusive price. 
But B, more importantly, this is a prorated price. So if the users come and let's say after a month they decide this is not right for them or they need the money, they only pay for the month. So if they're paying 40 basis points or 0.4%, and if they're only for a month, they will only pay one twelfth of that, right? So you're mm-hmm. literally paying on a, on a daily basis. So there's no like, there's no entry, you know, fees, of, if that was your question, and there's no like exit fees, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. So it, 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 it's, it's very simple for users, right? It's, it's, it's a very good option for them. Can you tell me a little bit about your risk methodology? I understand you have something called the automated risk management investment sort of framework. How does that apply to this read? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, we spoke about the 100% REITs option, right? I think that is just tracking the index. So there's no aspect of risk management from using RE in that. Uh, the other option, which we you know, use the risks with, uh, REITs with the risk management, there essentially what we do is we try to see what is the risk of your portfolio, of every portfolio on a daily basis. And if we feel that, you know, the risk of the portfolio is high, and when I say feel, I mean, we see it in the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, we actually will end up selling some of the REITs and buying uh, bonds instead. And a great example of this was in the first week of March, mm-hmm. when our portfolios, uh, you know, our systems detected a much heightened risk and much higher volatility in the market. Right. We sold REITs to actually buy bonds. So think of it like, you know, when we use this concept, you know, you will have your REITs, but we will increase and decrease uh, the composition of bonds depending on the market. So you're getting your your dividends, but you're still kind of preserving your capital, right? And that same methodology is, you know, that we use in our global portfolios and and across the other risk offerings uh, on our website. He's Drew Varora, founder and CEO of Saif. They are a digital wealth management firm. Apart from REITs and bonds, can you tell me a little bit about your approach to ETFs and how you're using ETFs to help your clients meet their financial goals? Yeah, I mean, you know, ETFs are very close to my heart. I spent a lot of my professional career, you know, with uh, Tier 1 Global Bank, um, you know, doing everything ETF-linked. Uh, I think they're a great tool for, for, for investors, especially retail investors, because you can get a very diversified uh, exposure at a very low cost, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Singapore themselves has some very, very good REITs, but we still believe if you want to build a global portfolio, you have to look at some of the global markets, right? Mm. So, so, so what ETFs essentially do is you can think of them as rather than buying, you know, um, $1 of, you know, uh, 50 stocks, you're just buying, you know, $50 of one stock, right? And then they, like a fund manager, buy $1 each, right? So it's, it's like you're basically buying a basket of stock at just one price, right? So if you want a diversified exposure, let's say you want, you know, to get uh, exposure into NASDAQ or all the U.S. tech stocks, you can just buy one ETF for it. Now, similarly, there's an ETF for everything, as the joke goes. Uh, there's an ETF for gold also. So rather than buying futures or buying physical gold, you can buy an ETF for gold. Um, you will not want to, but there's an ETF for oil as well, right? <laughs> so, so, so depending on, you know, what you need, you know, the need is there, right? So, so everything is there. So for us, because our typical, especially our global portfolios, are, are built, you know, across, across, you know, using about 30, 40 different countries, close to about 2,000 companies, it's much easier and much cost-effective for our customers if we use ETFs uh, vis-a-vis if we go and start buying them individually, right? So I think they're a great tool and they should be in, in everyone's arsenal as they, you know, uh, build their, you know, nest egg or their future plans. Okay, Dhruv, uh, as an investor, do you think that stock picking makes more sense than traditional index investing given it's such a tricky environment now and we're seeing stocks outperform the S&P 500, for example? 
Well, if you have some access to information that no one else has, <laughs> and then don't tell anyone about it, then it's a different story, right? Uh, but the fact is that doesn't exist anymore, right? I mean, you know, with the flow of information becoming so easy, and literally when a news breaks out, you know, everyone knows it at the same time, right? Whether it's over WhatsApp, whether it's over social media, whether it's other channels, right? So our view is that, you know, the days of active management per se are actually, you know, done. And this is in the numbers also, right? There's a, there's a very popular survey called the SPIVA report, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find online which says that 95% of active, you know, fund managers, those who cherry pick stocks have underperformed uh, passive, those who track indexes, right? So at the end of the day, like my short answer is I'm definitely pro, you know, index. And what, I'm, what that means is that somewhere you're taking a bet on the broader economy or a broader sector rather than, you know, just cherry picking stocks and all because to be honest, you know, that information gap is, is, has closed down, right? So, and I expect this trend to only magnify over time. So I'm very pro-passive investing. As we always say, and what we do at SIFE is we passively invest, but we manage the risk, right? Because that is something which everyone is cognizant of and impacts everyone. And everyone has a different tolerance as the case might be. All right. There are investors listening in, though, who, you know, don't want to make life difficult for themselves. And they don't want to pick losers, but they like the picking process. Uh, what are some unique challenges that you foresee investors are going to face in the next one year, Drew? Um, I think uh, investors who wait for the right time in the market will, will probably not be able to find it. I think you probably never can, right? Um, also, investors who are not ready for some volatility in the market might struggle. I, I, I mean, with the broader situation, I expect the next you know, couple of quarters might be a little bumpy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a big believer that you know, this will pass. I'm, I'm not a medical expert, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a believer that this will pass. But I'm saying, you know, be prepared for some volatility. So if you are, you know, not prepared for some volatility and if you're going to lose sleep over it or if you are, you know, of the view that you're going to find the perfect bottom and perfect spot, Mm. I think in these both cases, you're in for some disappointment. And I think that is my only, you know, two areas of, you know, a request to investors. Um, One last point, Mm -hmm. just a bit more, you know, Singapore specific is that in Singapore, generally, you know, we just end up saving much more. I mean, the average saving rate in Singapore is 45%. It's almost three times, you know, Europe or US equivalent. So remember that, you know, you still have enough savings out there. So, you know, this, these the times like this might be a good opportunity to start, you know, deploying some of that into the market, right? Yeah, and on that point, I know that you conducted a survey in December last year to look into key insights into Singaporeans and how they behave financially. So drawing on yeah. that, what are some common mistakes that you're seeing Singaporeans make that prevent them from meeting their long-term financial goals that, that, that apply today? Because people still want to plan for their retirement, um, given, even given the state of the world today. So what are some common mistakes that Singaporeans have been making? Yeah, I think at top of the funnel, normally it comes down to just saving up a lot, right? I mean, you know, people end up saving almost half their wealth, like what if I need it? I mean, you know, nobody needs half their wealth even for emergencies, right? So typically what we suggest is you you should have some buffer. You should obviously have, you know, six months of, you know, your expenses, you know, covered. You know what you spend on a monthly basis if you have a family. This includes, you know, um, education for your kids and other, you know, uh, necessities as you might need. Uh, So I think the first thing is that, you know, I think saving is good and it's a habit, but saving too much actually is negative because you end up losing to inflation, right? I mean, you know, I mean, the coffee which is costing, you know, $3 today will cost three and a half dollars in, you know, uh, a year's time, right? So, but in your portfolio, it's not going to increase 17%, right? Because you've kept it in a bank, which is going to make 0.1%, right? Mm. So you're losing out to inflation. The first thing is like saving. I think two very interesting other data points that we came out in that survey was 
two out of three Singaporeans believe that they don't have enough tools to know how to invest. And that is fair if they have to actively go and pick and choose. But I think platforms like ours, you know, have really bridged that gap. Uh, you know, and in fact, on our platform, we even have, you know, a complimentary advisory service to, you know, some users. So they can come, and that's they an can in, talk. that's an in-person thing? It's an in-person thing. I mean, well, now... I, as in they talk to an actual person? Yes, yes. Not absolutely. a bot? They talk okay. to an... No, 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 no. They, they, they talk to an actual person, an actual person who is a licensed representative. Uh, you know, if they're lucky, they'll get to speak someone, you know, the guy who runs the team for us <laughs> in Goldman Sachs. So, I mean, they're, they're speaking to pedigree of people who have done this, you know, at, at a very, very, you know, high high level, right? Mm. So, that, I think, the, so, so this is a complimentary service. They can come, they can choose, even, and they're not salesy at all. So, you can choose, and if it, if it doesn't suit you, you know, don't, don't take it, right? That's fine. Mm. So, I, I think we're addressing that problem of where to start by, by that issue. The other big thing that we found was one out of three investors thought that they will lose everything if they invest. Right. Really? And that is where we are getting, yeah, exactly. and that's a huge number. Right. Yeah. And again, I mean, like, you know, I mean, if you're going to put everything in oil, probably you're right. But if you <laughs> if you're going to be putting in funds, you know, which are diversified and, you know, which are, you know, globally across not just, you know, countries, but we also put in as we invest in like equities and bonds and, you know, uh, commodities like gold you end up building a very diversified portfolio. And whenever, you know, typically, you know, one of the aspects, you know, like equity, you know, comes down, typically what you've seen, even in this correction, bonds and, you know, gold have valued. And that's why if you build a diversified portfolio, you know, I think you'll always and always be cushioned. And there's, there's not going to be a scenario where it will, you know, go down to complete zero, right? I mean, so. Okay, I have to speak on behalf of the savers. Um, you say people lose out to inflation, but inflation has been very low for years. Yeah, I mean, so one inflation is what, you know, you are kind of measuring by numbers, right? But one inflation is what people actually, you know, incur, right? I mean, you can even count as inflation as, uh, it's it, 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 I mean, essentially, when I say inflation, I mean, your expenses, right? Your your holidays have now become more expensive because the SGD has weakened, right? For example, right? Or for example, uh, you know, if you are saving for your children's uh, education overseas, that value has shot up because that cost has gone up, right? So, so I think you can look at inflation just as the metric which is, you know, coming up from, you know, um, the, the, the economics of Singapore. But fra- the reality is most of us in Singapore are not just dependent on that. You know, there are external factors to also consider. Mm-hmm. So I think the right proxy is like how much has your cost of living increased mm-hmm. and your cost of living if you count all aspects involved and if you add in your holidays and you add in, you know, education and expenses you might have overseas, that numbers have gone up, right? I mean, even Netflix increases subscription prices, right? So, you know, so, so, so things like that really add up, right? Which is something that people should be cognizant of, right? And that is a trend which will continue with time, right? So. Great insights. Appreciate your time, Dhruv. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle. Always, always a pleasure talking to you. He's Drew Varora, founder and CEO of SIF. Uh, we've been getting some great inv- insights for you investors and also a look inside SIF's tie-up with Singapore Exchange to launch a REIT portfolio that gives retail investors and accredited investors access to SGX's iEdge S REIT 20 Index. This has been Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.